PFF Daily Betting Podcast is brought to you by No House Advantage. No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across all the different leagues for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveraging the playing field and making it easier to win than a traditional fantasy sports app. And you probably know if you've tried these apps out that it can be kind of hard and crazy. So download the No House Advantage app and check out the daily player prop contest without having to make a deposit. That's also kind of cool. Play in public guaranteed cash prize contests and create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE, E-D-G-E, when signing up, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. It's awesome. If your first-time deposit is at least $10, we're going to set you guys up with a free EDGE annual subscription. Did you realize how good of a deal that is? Those usually cost $40. You're getting it for $10. So go to nohouseadvantage.com. It's really a pretty easy-to-use app, which doesn't you know, that doesn't happen very often. So use the promo code EDGE, deposit 10 bucks, you get $40 subscription for free. Make it happen. It is the week five Sunday edition of the PFF betting uh, daily betting podcast. You've been waiting all week for this one here and uh, we're going to bring it. It's George. It's Eric. It's going to be a lot of fun. Week five is the perfect week where if you're not betting on football, then what are you even doing with your life? Because how are you going to grind through this week without uh, without some money on the game? So we're going to start. We're going to do a real quick um, props part of this because what I want you guys to do is you should wait until all of them are released and you should go to pff.com and uh, check out the props tool because that's how the prop king over here has been uh, has been making some money and then on the PFF live show which will start at 11:30 on our YouTube channel uh, we'll talk about a bunch of props for each game so we're not going to spend too much time on them here because a lot of them haven't been released as of the time of this recording. That being said, Eric, you just uh, you just grinded out a nice little Kansas State win. So, <laughs> is there is there one prop that is out now that, um, or maybe even a game where there's a set of props that you're targeting? Yeah, I like the Cleveland Indianapolis over. Um, so that means I also like Baker Mayfield's line of two forty three, um, mm-hmm. especially shaded over. Uh, we have that going over 51.6% of the time. It's available at plus 105 in some places. So I think that that game's going to be a lot more high scoring than people believe. People think that the Colts defense is like the 2000 Ravens defense. And it's just played, you know, the 1991 Colts uh, all, four times from what I can tell. So I like I like the over in that one. I think if you can get a better price for Rivers as well, I like the over there. Um if, if I look at, you know, Cleveland weather, I think that that would be the only thing that would perturb me. But tomorrow you're looking at 67. There is wind is a little bit, you know, up there a little bit, but you're not talking. It's not a monsoon tomorrow. It's not a you know snowstorm. Um, I think there are going to be some points in Cleveland tomorrow. Yeah, I'm on board with that. It's interesting The our lock of the week, which you can listen to on the PFF forecast. Um, is another over and it's Jacksonville Houston and the numbers there are way way higher than the numbers in this Cleveland indie game of course so I, I don't actually think there's as much value on that game from a passing yards perspective though when some of the other 
um, numbers come out, I think it will be interesting. There might be some opportunity there. Um, let's go ahead and get to the sides because so I spent this morning trying to find five games to choose in the super contest and uh, it was not easy. And I want to start with one game that um, that my buddy Ross and I really struggled with and it's Philly Pittsburgh. And here's the reason we struggled with it. Seven feels like, and if you look at um, our betting dashboard, there's a little bit of value on the Eagles. It, it feels like, okay, the Eagles are the right choice here. And then I look at everything about Philadelphia. I look at the fact that they only beat San Francisco because Nick Mullins couldn't throw the ball anywhere near where he wanted to throw it. And how Pittsburgh has had this buy. And I just, like, I really struggle to see how Pittsburgh doesn't blow out the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, and what, was Pittsburgh a – no, it was Dallas that we liked early week. Um, but I also kind of like – to me, like, this sounds silly because our model likes Philly, but I think Pittsburgh's the best survivor pick of the whole week. Um, I have a really hard time seeing them losing here. I tweeted out, um, you know, our top, you know, play callers, right, in the NFL – um, I, I weirdly hadn't looked over the first few weeks, and it's it's the you know regular suspects: Stefanski, Reed, Bra- Joe Brady with the Panthers, Klingsbury, Moore, and then Dable. Um, but you look at some of the lower tier guys, um, and you know Peterson hasn't you know they haven't had much, but they haven't gotten much either, and, and that's really been a, a tricky one. So like I don't know if I can lay it with Pittsburgh here, but I certainly. I think I would just stay away. This is one where I think the model says one thing and you stay away. And if Pittsburgh, you know, uh, Philadelphia ends up covering, you just tip your cap to them. I don't know. What do you think? I, I that's That was my gut feeling as well. Um, but uh, I could also see the rationale for going with Pittsburgh here it, with the spot and with... So if Philadelphia loses that game to C.J. Beathard, what is the line on this game? Yeah, it's 10, probably, yeah. right? Yeah, so I, to me, the Eagles' play, play in that game um, should have resulted in a loss. They barely beat a team of JV players. And now they're going to a Pittsburgh team that didn't get to play last week is going to come out amped up. And that defense, man, I, like, to, you know, so Carson Wentz, has a turnover-worthy play rate of just under 8%. In case good. you're wondering, that's preposterous. The league average is like 3.2, and he is more than doubling that. So I do think that your um, way of looking at it is shrewd. However, I could see a play on Pittsburgh. All right, give me one. The, the betters this week have been yo-yoing on this, but I agree mm-hmm. with the latest line movements. And I have a glass of scotch here to commemorate the situation. <laughs> i to take a little swig beforehand here. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons minus two and a half at home against Carolina. <laughs> there I said you it. Needed, you needed more than a swig for that, buddy. <laughs> I, I have mean... some Carolina at plus three and a half. It got through the Keith two, three. It got all mm. the way down to one, and now it's back to two and a half. I think this is completely... I, I, if the Falcons beat... The Bears and the Cowboys, what's the spread? Uh, six and a half. Okay. Yeah. So, like, how much different are the how much different are the Falcons having lost those games? Not really that different fundamentally, yes? 
I agree. So I agree with this wholeheartedly. Here are my here would be my reservations. Would be the Atlanta Falcons don't cover anybody, and sneakily the Panthers have a really good receiver duo in DJ Moore and a very good offensive coordinator and Robbie Anderson, good offensive coordinator and a very good quarterback. George, say it. And a quarterback that has a 111 pass rating from a clean pocket. That's what I'll say. <laughs> um, and then on the Falcons side, like Julio didn't play the second half of that Green Green Bay game, and to me that is a sign of okay, this season is over, <laughs> because um, he's usually a guy that grits it out. So that is that would be where I'm concerned. But from a value standpoint, I completely agree with you, 100 uh, yeah. percent on the value being on. The Atlanta Falcons. I think if you, I think if you go Carolina, or if you go Atlanta and the over, I think you have a really hard time of losing both of those. I'm with you. Um, All so. right. Next one that I want to talk about is the. This was a super contest pick that uh, we made, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals um, against the Baltimore Ravens. And the, one of the reasons I'm bringing this game up is because I want to shout out the fact that we do a Sunday night podcast and we look at the lines for the next week. And this was what was it? 13, 13 and a half, 13 and a half is where we took it. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, now it's 12 and a half people saw Lamar Jackson was a couple days of practice. They realized that Joe Burrow is electric. And, um, so you get a little bit of extra value there at 12 and a half though. Here's, here's my, um, uh, opinion on this is that, yeah, I think the, the, Ravens are clearly a far superior team. They were 13-point favorites against the Washington football team. And the Washington football team and the Cincinnati Bengals, I think, are very disparate in that one has a legit quarterback and the other does not. I could see you're worried that Joe Burrow is going to get sacked a bunch. Sure. But he just has to come through the back door at the end, and that's a space that I trust him in implicitly. Yep. I also think that if you're looking um, you know, for a long shot, Plus 550 is not the worst bet I've ever seen before. Um, No, I like that. I like the fact that, you know, our Sunday, our, um, let me look. I think collectively those we've had, what, were nine. If you count locks of the week, nine and seven this year on picks, but we've gotten about 10 point spread points of line value. So that's almost half a point a game, which is tremendous. Depending, They're they're not all worth the same, obviously, as Drew said when he was on our pod earlier. But that, you know, that's some important things to know. Like the NFL, it's one of the reasons we talk about props so much is that they're still beatable on Sunday morning. Point spreads in the NFL, not as much. But if you come in on Monday, you give yourself some opportunity for some middles uh, and the like here. So um, that, you know, that's, again, something uh, to note. The game that I, the last, you know, I think the last game I want to talk about, and again, we're going to talk about your 49ers here, George. (laughs) I like the Miami Dolphins getting... Um, eight. Uh, it was nine. Um, I, when I look at this, you know, Lawson's out, Smythe's out, you know, Jackson just put on IR, but you look, the San Francisco 49ers are still just a really banged up team, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you're, you didn't get a lot of Samuel. Plus now he's down with an illness this week. Um, IU came back, but again, were they really able to use his full capacity? Emmanuel Mosley's out with a concussion. Sherman's out. Um, and Garoppolo probably will be rusty after missing two and a half games. All of that, like, I think the 49ers are a good team. We still have them power rated as a top five team, um, with Garoppolo in there. Um, but in this particular matchup, I think Fitzpatrick keeps his team in the football game. 
So this was interesting because this was another one that it got some debate this morning. And then, so if the Niners win by nine or more, it's kind of a blowout, you know, because I think you can assume that Fitzpatrick will make some things happen at the end, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So this is a blowout. And there, that means that the Niners are going to just have to do the thing that they did against the Jets, which is overpower and run the ball. And there's certainly worlds where that happens. But if that's the way that they have to cover this number, I like, you know, I like taking the other side of that because Garoppolo's, as you said, going to come in. I could look if Garoppolo throws a pick six to a linebacker on the second drive, (laughs) I will almost be sad if he doesn't, because to me, that's just like what's going to happen when he's rusty. Um, And I think there's a little bit of in our power rating, you know, knowing what goes into our model, there's, you know, there's so much of what the Niners have done in the past and. I'm a little worried about how many things are changing, you know, that being consistent. So I think there's some volatility on the Niners that doesn't usually come with a team power rated fifth. And so I, I, you know, that's, I think, why there's value on the the Miami Dolphins here. The fundamentals of a team that are power rated that high generally aren't in line with what the Niners are at. So even though you're not getting the greatest um, line here, you know, eight still obviously clear of seven. It's it's in that position where I would... It's in a position there where the total's high enough where if you like the other side with the Niners, I don't even think it advising towards teasing the Niners down to two makes any sense because of the because of the mm-hmm. total being. Um, you are going through the, the two most key numbers in NFL, which are seven and three, but the total's a little high. Um, so given that we like Miami a little bit ATS and the total, uh, I don't even know if you like San Francisco here, if it's a good teaser leg. I'm with you. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, so we should talk about the lock of the week. My freaking headphones keep falling out here. Um, I want to talk about two games really quickly. So we have the Jaguars Texans over at fifty four. It's now fifty four and a half. We're sharp. George. Still, still showing a little value there. Um, and so that's you can go listen to our reasoning on the the forecast if you want. I just want to let you guys know because I care about you. And then I want to make sure everyone also knows that Colts-Browns, we disagree on. And uh, it's you're, currently You're the sharp one here because the number has yes. gone towards you. Yes, I am the sharp one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but we have a steak dinner on it. I have the Browns and you have the Colts. What number did I get it at? One and a half or something? Yeah, I'll give you two and a half. There's not much Thanks. value there. That was, Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, this was going to be very interesting, though. My hypothesis here, and I'll let you give yours... Mine is that I think Stefanski has proven that he is as brilliant a play caller as we surmised. Uh, Baker Mayfield's grading actually worse than he did last year, but their output has been way better. Yep. He's the top um, play caller in the league for our metric. He's leveraging uh, the bootleg. He's leveraging um, interesting run scheme, and that's having a great impact. And then on the other side, I think the Colts' number one defense is fraudulent based on their schedule. We know that defense is largely impacted by the offenses you face and that Phillip Rivers looks like he's throwing a boulder every time he has to get a pass line scrimmage. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That was elaborate. No, I mean, all those things are true. I just think um, Indianapolis is stronger offensively than maybe they looked last week, which in which in which case they looked atrocious. Um, and I'm just fading a little bit of the Browns narrative that like I think the Browns are a good team, but I think that they're firmly in that second class of the AFC with the Colts um mm-hmm. so that's that's where I'm at no I'm I'm with you there uh 
let me let's go let's do kind of a little bit of a lightning round through some of these other games uh the afternoon games giants cowboys this was nine and a half it's now eight and a half this is this is a pick that we had earlier last week that has lost value and in fact we we are on a different side than our model you know with our initial intuition so sort of and i've i've come around to that way of thinking i mean no tyron smith they already don't have lyle collins um and their defense is just such a nightmare that, you know, I know the total is high, but, you know, nine and a half where it opened. Um, and I think that's where it was in the super contest. Uh, we took the Giants. I feel terrible about it, which probably means it's like a decent pick. Um, and I think right now, even at eight and a half, I'd have to go to the Giants as well. Uh, what about your Vikings in Seattle? It's still seven. We've talked about this a bunch. Who's Vikings? I, I, <laughs> I go back and forth on this still, man. Um, I think the play I really like most is the over 56 and a half. Yeah. If you had to pick a side, what would you go with? I think this game entirely comes down to Kirk Cousins play. So if Kirk Cousins plays well, the two most, the two highest graded receivers in the entire NFL play on his side, even though, you know, Seattle's gotten such per, you know great production out of their wide receivers. I don't see Kirk getting it done though i think there's too many excuses for him the weather might not be that great um uh offensive line's not good but like the vikings have every bit the potential to cover this number don't you agree i mean i I, if kirk cousins plays um i think like his average game um i think they've got a really decent shot at covering because the seahawks you know they should get dunbar back which i think really helps them correct um but they're still not, you know, they're still not scaring you. And I think the Vikings have shown with Justin Jefferson that they can score the ball, you know. Um, yeah. So it, it is tricky, though, because on the other side of things, you look at the Vikings corners and you go, man, they're so bad. Like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, David Moore, they're going to run over these guys. Um, so that's why I like the over the most. Yeah, the weather is a bit of a concern, which Ben Baldwin, who's on our podcast last week, um, you know, alluded to that that could be an issue as far as the over. But generally speaking, weather isn't a huge impact on totals unless it's like, you know, wind and snow and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, people forget that it hurts the defenders as well. Well, especially defenders <laughs> as bad as what Minnesota and, and Seattle are, are throwing out there. Very good point. All right. Um, we are closing it out with our prize picks uh, of the week. I got to go to the website here. So, Tyler, you can edit this out if you want, or just make me look Ooh, like an idiot. I'm excited. I always get excited for this. Um, I always get excited for this this prize pick. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'm going to parlay uh, two prize picks together. Give it to me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for the second straight week. I'm gonna go Robbie Anderson over 17 fantasy points, and I'm gonna parlay that with Calvin Ridley over 18 fantasy points. There's no way on God's green earth that Calvin Ridley goes in another game uh, with a with a goose egg. And I think he comes back here in the dome uh, and and outperforms this number. I like that a lot. I, I mean, like, like so that much. game's going to have that game's going to be bonkers. It's going to be no defense. It's going to be like LSU playing Missouri today. Just, I really wanted to just an abortion of defense. <laughs> I really wanted to do something similar and parlay um, something in the in the Houston or sorry, the uh, 
the uh, Jacksonville game. Yeah, Houston-Jacksonville. Um, Houston-Jacksonville, yeah. But I am not seeing as many players uh, from that as I had wanted. So I'm going to go with a different game, uh, and I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Boyd from your Cincinnati Bengals. Tyler Boyd's my player. He's a great player. He's, he's a great player. And uh, I'm going to parlay that with uh, our boy, Mark Andrews. Uh, my rationale being they only throw to Mark Andrews and the Bengals are actually not very good on defense. And uh, the Bengals will be playing from behind and Tyler Boyd's their best receiver. And I'm not sure he's being uh, projected here. So over on Tyler Boyd, over on Mark Andrews, let's get it. Let's go. All right, that was the pod. Enjoy your Sunday. Have a great one. Be safe. Wear a mask. Love you all. Peace. Peace.